0: Let me feel my feelings.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Two Woke Nerds Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Before we jump in, though, I'd love to remind you, if you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Helps a ton of visibility. Share this with your friends, your coworkers, anybody that you know loves nerd news. Shoot them a link. Tell them that you would love this podcast. Well, my name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week. Like I am every week. And I am joined by a man who is working on his accent so he can audition for Craven the Hunter, Raymond <laughs> Summerlin. Ray, how are you doing, bud?
0: Uh, I'm just upset it's not Aquaman 2. That's
1: all That's all I'm upset about. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Jillen Hall. It's finally happening.
0: Co- Everything that Entourage closer predicted. And closer. Entourage yes. is
1: the Nostradamus of television shows. Well, you know, we are the Nostradamus of podcasts, so somebody's gotta be able to step <laughs> in and, and do that. So uh Hollywood Reporter and Variety were dropping some Spider Man casting bombs this morning. So Hollywood Reporter had some had some news that uh Hall was in talks to play Mysterio in Spider Man Homecoming Two. And then Variety just confirmed casually in a story about Gyllenhaal Hall that Michael Keaton is gonna be back for uh for Spider-Man Homecoming two or Spider-Man two not Homecoming or whatever it may be, maybe we'll call it Prom. Spider Homecoming and then Prom. Right? That's normally yep. the order. Um, so Spider-Man Prom. Then, if you know anything about you know comic books and Spider-Man mythos, uh, if you get the Vulture and you get Mysterio, that is a thirty-three point three percent of the Sinister <laughs> Sticks. Uh, that's so. that's good math there. That's good math skills. It, it, it two plus two makes yeah. four minus one that's three quick maths right <laughs> uh no so sinister six right like I know you were you weren't as warm on Keaton as the rest of us per se but this this could be a really uh really fun thing to see
0: yeah it could you know what's interesting about it is we've seen everyone except Craven oddly enough on on the big screen and he was supposedly going to be an amazing spider-man three if that had have happened so they they had plans at least for him so it'll be interesting to see if they decide to you know stick with those characters obviously they have to have vulture obviously they're going to have mysterio it's interesting to see if they decide to stick with those characters or go another way is vulture going to be in charge instead of dr octopus is dr octopus going to you know, break Vulture out. How is this all gonna work? I think we can all agree we'd like to see Doc Ock back. So yes. so it's at least an interesting idea. And you're right. To have all of them there and to not kind of go down this path would be odd. Although I think they've done it, right? Because Electro and Sandman were in one of the amazing Spider Man's together. So or were they in it together or were they in one of the other two? I don't really know. I, I I did not, I've watched each of those movies one time, the requisite one time, or I actually maybe didn't even see the second one. And so like, I, I don't know much about what they did there, but I know that those characters were in them at least.
1: Yeah. I I got nothing for you. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, we, we have, we have shocker. We don't, electro is the, is the one that I think they could fudge a little yeah. bit. Uh, you already have Bokeem Woodbine yeah. as shocker. So you can do shocker instead of electro. Yeah. Um, Fans have been clamoring for Craven the Hunter since the Sam Raimi days, yeah. and so give. I think you can't. Even if this is like the setup for the third one where the Sinister Sticks happens, maybe it's you know Spider-Man Two, whatever they want to call it, and then the third Spider-Man film. Because I feel like they're going to crank these out as long as Tom Holland wants yeah. to. Then maybe Spider-Man: colon Sinister is the third film. Maybe we'll see how that goes. But we are uh, we're not here to talk specifically about Spider-Man because. You know he's he's not he technically is is spoiler alert dead right now, so um we may not talk about him for a little by bit the Mr. way Stark a that's why dead. that
0: ending is still so annoying it it's it was good, <laughs> but like like we they're making plans for the movies of the future of the characters that are supposedly dead like it's it's ridiculous it's like absurd on its face, but you know i it worked in the moment and i and I'm fine with it, but it's just it's one of those things Sandman was actually in Spider-Man 3 I had forgotten about that I was getting them all, he was. I was getting them all confused in my head you're right Spider-Man three but it, well
1: it's it, it's because we've got one in three quarters of a good Spider-Man well I guess before homecoming we had one and three quarters yeah. of a good Spider-man movie so they all kind of blended yeah. together uh, but Ray and I went and got to see the big movie on block the thing that dethroned uh, Avengers Infinity War and that's Deadpool 2. So Ray, you saw it Friday morning. Yeah, I went and saw. Uh, it. I went and saw the the matinee showing of it. Yeah, nice. I saw a late Friday evening. I uh, had to work, and then I went to a high school graduation. Saw some of my students graduate, and so I went and caught a late showing of Deadpool too. Uh, audiences are seeming seem to enjoy yep. it. Uh, it made a good amount of money. We we were looking up the numbers beforehand, and it was you know number one box office film of the weekend, mil, something like that. 125 so still below um you know things like the force awakens last jedi avengers those types of things but it did break its own record for a rated r uh, opening weekends which was you know broken by deadpool the original and then which broke a what almost seven eight year long record held by the passion of the christ so um, is that true doing... that yeah the Pat, hold on i two things in that statement the Passion of the Christ was rated R? Yeah, they just they beat Jim Caviezel for 2 hours.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Second thing, uh the Hangover didn't break any records?
1: Uh I don't think the Hangover had as big of an opening. We I'll I'll, I'll do some research while you talk. That's fascinating. That's a stat that I was not aware of. I'm pretty sure Passion of the Christ held the record for quite some time. I
0: had no idea Passion of the Christ was rated R. Huh. Yeah. Learn thing
1: learn thing. Apparently, executions they don't that that'll earn you an R rating. So you know, box office records notwithstanding, uh, Deadpool Two is out and it has been unleashed on the people. Uh, Ray, you and I have have had some discussions about this film, and you know, like we said before, audiences seem to be pretty warm on it. Uh, the ticket sales obviously are pretty warm on it, but it did it tick all the right boxes for you because it didn't really do that for me.
0: Yeah, I left. Like it's it's weird to leave a movie I, – I generally have, as people that listen to this show know, I generally have pretty strong opinions on things. Uh, and so it was weird to leave a movie just feeling like, Yep, yeah, that was a movie. And I. And it happens from time to time. I see so many movies that it happens. But for it to happen for a movie like this that I was very pumped up for – I loved the first one – I love Ryan Reynolds. I was very excited about seeing this. I love what I thought they were going to do with it, and then to kind of leave it like okay was it was it was weird i i don't I don't really know what to say, and it just there was there was stuff in there that was funny, like you laughed at at moments, right, but it just it just didn't have it like I think that's the way to describe it. The first movie had something special in it there was something there that was just so engaging and so funny and so fresh and that's why we loved the first movie and this one just it just even though like there are good parts and even though like it had more heart and it had more of like a coherent storyline and all of that stuff it just it just didn't have it it couldn't capture that magic that they had in the first one and that's not like that's not abnormal like that might have been something we should have expected i've likened it to the hangover movies hangover 2 just couldn't recapture the magic of that first hangover movie which is understandable because you know magic that's that's hard to do but it just there's something
1: disappointing about that in this franchise i think yeah and the the only way i can describe it is the parts were good yeah like there were good parts there were good scenes. There were funny scenes. The action set pieces were good in, in a lot of you know, the... the. Uh, by the way, we're going to spoil the crap out of this movie. We didn't give you a spoiler alert off top. I'm about to dive into some specifics. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Deadpool 2, go check it out uh, you know, when you're not seeing Solo this weekend or whatever. <laughs> uh, so spoiler alert real quick. Like the train sequence, that was cool. Yeah. Like, not the train sequence, but the car yeah. chase. That was cool. Um, you know, all of the... Um, X-Force getting you know yeah. dispatched in humorous and a sundry ways funny. the Brad Pitt cameo the Brad
0: Pitt cameo was
1: fantastic. It was great. Yeah. Like the parts of this movie were good. They were funny. Um the the jokes were uh hit, but it just it felt like when you put them all together it didn't quite fit. Like there was just something that didn't feel like everything worked together.
0: It felt like it felt like they were just trying way too hard to be what had been in the past instead of trying to make something new. Like they were trying so hard to be meta. They were trying so hard to to say hey, like to wink wink and to nudge you and say, "Hey, do you see what we did there? Hey, do you see what we did there?" And that it just like it just like took you out of it. Like all of that fourth wall stuff that was interesting in the first one was just it was like monotonous, and what's what was really annoying about it is that the mid-credit scene in which he takes the in which he takes the um, the time travel and and then like goes through and does you know, all the stuff he you know shoots himself in the head before he accepts Green Lantern. Right, he goes back and saves Peter. That was what the first Deadpool was like. That was so perfect. Like they, I laughed harder at that than I laughed at anything else because it was so. Perfect. He goes back in the in the Wolverine Origins uh movie and like it kills that abomination that was the first Deadpool. All of that was perfect because that that was the it wasn't like trying to repeat. It was the essence of the first movie. It wasn't really trying to repeat it. Whereas a lot of the other jokes, like where he you know, where he turns to the camera and says it's you know, that's just bad writing, or he does um or the uh you mentioned this one to us when we were talking when we were talk texting He goes oh here comes a CGI fight scene like it was just it was
1: forced is what it was and it didn't it didn't work yeah the, the I'll give you two examples of where where the meta stuff worked for me and the meta stuff didn't work for me so you, you said the one where the meta stuff didn't work for me It's like oh CGI fight incoming that's a funny joke if they don't show the CGI fight like if, if something's going on over in the foreground and then you just see in the background, the CGI fight happening, like the beginning of guardians too. That's why that was, that worked really well. The, the kind of the, the meta jokes where they don't, acknowledge that it's a meta joke worked really well for me like when he says cool your jet standards yeah. like that's hilarious because yeah. you don't we're not saying how we did the thing Hi, look at are you I, from the, you are to, you from the dc universe
0: great joke if we hadn't seen it in great the trailers it would have been better exactly. but great joke because they didn't like nudge he didn't wink at the camera he just said hey this is what we're doing yeah
1: and you know it's it just If you have to point out why your joke is funny, then your joke is not funny. That's the only way I can sum, sum that up in my feelings on it. It's like, if you have to point out why your joke is funny, then you need to write a new joke. Like, I don't, that's just, that's just how I feel about it. And again, I love Ryan Reynolds. I absolutely adore him. And again, there were things in this film that I really, really appreciated. Like, the opening credits sequence was great. Like the opening credits, where you have the Bond style thing going, yeah. and you've got Celine Dion doing the ballad. That was great. Um, you know, the the Logan jokes yeah. were hilarious. I thought those were great. But I, it just it just didn't fit together. in the the self it was self referential to the point where it was annoying, not not funny. Self referential. I I don't, I don't know how else to say that.
0: Yeah. I, and like you said though, there's some parts that are like I, I let I didn't leave the movie hating it. I guess I left the no. movie disappointed. Like that's the thing. That's, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if I had gone to this movie with no expectations, I probably would have been fine. But I think I was just disappointed because it was it was a step back and not just a small step back, a very discernible step back from the first one. But like there's stuff in there that was that was great. I mean, Domino was a fantastic character like what they did with her and the way that uh the way that her power manifests was just funny all the way through and again that was another thing that you're talking about they didn't have to Mm -hmm. explain the joke like it was just funny what was happening the whole time uh that was great peter i will ride or die with peter uh forever the fact that the fact that that's the only of the x-force he goes back to save in the credit sequence it's just it's just fun um yeah, like there was there was stuff in this moving moving forward that I that I quite liked. But the yeah,
1: the whole kind of I guess just disappointing. That's the word, right? Disappointing is the word yeah because the first one was such a surprise and it was so good uh yeah disappointing now there like we said there were there were things that worked like i I thought the x four stuff was really funny I thought the way they put the team together I thought the way they dispatched the team <laughs> thought that was hilarious uh, I even liked a lot of the stuff with juggernaut I thought juggernaut was really good um. You know, the, or, I'm going to rip you in half now, and then he just rips him yeah. in half. Like, that was funny. Like, they didn't have to say, oh, he did the thing that he said. He just said, I'm going to rip you in half now, like nonchalantly, like Juggernaut mm. would. And then he did it. Um, you know, that just... And the kid was funny. Yeah. the I thought the kid was great. Um, I I love, you know, The Hunt for the Wilder People. If you haven't seen that, that's where this, this young man got his start. But, uh, you know, I just... I want to like this movie. I really, really, really want to like this movie. Like, I, there's no two ways around it. Like, this is a movie that I really want to like, but I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it for lack of a better term. Like, I just don't. It just doesn't all fit. I guess is the best way I can describe it. I don't. I don't want to beat this dead horse, but it just. And you know what? I wanted it to be. And
0: you know what's funny is I thought I was crazy. Like I thought because I saw it during the day. And because – it was full, by the way. The theater was full. So it wasn't like it was an empty theater. But I thought because I saw it during the day, maybe my mind wasn't right for it. Or maybe I missed something. Or maybe it was just – maybe I was the one that was different. And so I didn't say a word to you before you went and saw it. And then you texted me that night, whatever time it was, one in the morning, whatever it was. You texted me, and we had the exact same thoughts. And I go, oh, maybe I'm not crazy. Like like you said, this is a movie I was like – I was more excited for this movie than for Infinity War, which might be the problem by the way. <laughs> it might have been the issue. Could be. But it's just a lot of it fell flat and uh and they're obviously going to make a third one. And so hopefully that's something they can they, in fact I think they've already they've already like agreed to make a third one. So that's going to happen. So hopefully they can figure that out and and make it work, but there there are large parts of this one that that just didn't
1: yeah, and I think the next one is going to be is confirmed to be X Force, so I think uh the best parts of this movie were when Deadpool was with Cable and with Domino. Yeah. So I think an X Force film is the right move cuz I don't know if you can just do the Deadpool thing in and of itself for another movie. Here's
0: the question, are we going to get Hope? Because he very clearly at the end said what his daughter's name was. I don't know. He I, they made it a point to say her name.
1: That incarnation of Hope Summers, though, is not the Hope Summers that we get in the. I don't know. I how do you the the time slider, whatever they call it, has out of charges. It's not anymore, or whatever. Because Warhead fixed it to what cable thinks. Sure, it's out of charges. So I don't. I don't know. I I think an X Force movie will be good. I don't know what this looks like in the Disney universe. Yeah, if this is its own pocket thing, because be it's all been it's all but been confirmed that dark phoenix is the last fox yeah marvel movie you know unless this whole comcast thing happens and then whatever but um so w- what does this look like in the disney universe is this its own thing because you can't bring deadpool into what's going on at least in this current stage with what's going on in the mcu as a, as a as a whole right can you
0: well, I'm gonna go ahead and guess they won't release it using Buena Vista. I'll go ahead and say that that'll <laughs> probably won't. It won't be released after Moana two on Buena Vista. I can promise you that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see where, where they try to go with this. I don't see how it could be integrated into Marvel Cinematic Universe, but maybe it could be more integrated in with the X Men universe, um, which would be you know, which would be interesting. It would be fun to get a different person playing Wolverine in Deadpool and just let Ryan Reynolds make lots of comments about it. Like that would be fantastic. Much like much like we want to see TJ Miller recast uh and uh just Deadpool yeah. be the only person to notice. Like stuff like stuff like that would be fantastic. So there are yeah, there there there's interesting things there. I don't know I don't know how they would go about it, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to see Deadpool in the uh in the universe. That actually reminds me, that actually reminds me of a great joke in there and one of the times it worked when he's riding around in in, in the chair and the days of future past uh days of future past X Men are in that room, and they slow, slowly close the door and they don't mention yeah. anything, they don't
1: say anything. It was perfect. It would laugh out loud, and that's that's another great example of what we're talking about. Yeah. the This just hit me. So this is half-baked, not fully formed at all. So what if they have, like, characters that bridge the gap? Where you have Deadpool doing his thing over here, and you have the Avengers doing their thing over on the opposite side, and a character like Wolverine bridges the gap where he does stuff with the Avengers and he does stuff with Deadpool separately and that's the link and Deadpool and Captain Marvel never cross, cross paths but there's a character uh, or a group of characters in between maybe it's the X-Men maybe it's a specific it's X-person a, well
0: Guardians would be the perfect the perfect kind of members of the current Marvel Cinematic Universe that could bridge that gap yeah, do for sure I, but I mean I don't think they have any interaction in the comics but that's the feel that you would be going for at least
1: absolutely and and again I think this Deadpool works best when he's played up against a straight man. So I don't know if it gets any straighter than, than Logan. Yeah. I mean, Colossus, I guess could be the, the bridge of the gap. I think that works really well. So maybe just keep Colossus as Deadpool's foil, Colossus and Cable. And then when the X-Men go over and do avengers stuff, Colossus goes with them and, That's just the thing that that happens. I don't know. But that brings us to the part of the show everybody's been waiting for. Your favorite segment, my favorite segment, your grandmother's favorite segment. Don't sleep on it. So, Ray, what can the good folks not sleep on this week? Well, when I was trying to avoid writing about football this
0: week, I I stumbled upon on Facebook a a series called True Facts, which is narrated by the same guy who narrated the Dear Kittens ads for Friskies. Which, if you haven't seen those, I, first of all, where have you been? Like, do you know that the Internet exists, and uh, you should go? You should go and watch them because they're amazing. But instead of doing that, he's doing a nature documentary in which he just talks about random ones, armadillos, tree frogs, tree ants, you know whatever, any random animals, there's like a hundred of them. And it's fantastic. It's just glorious. It's the same humor. It's him just narrating what's going on. Many of the facts are not true, despite the name uh, True Facts.
1: <laughs> so it's an ironic
0: name. It's 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 just great. It's just glorious. I absolutely love it. And then I guess I have to throw another one in there. I did not watch the Royal Wedding coverage uh, because uh, we fought a war about that many years ago, which meant that I don't have to watch the Royal Wedding coverage. Thank you very much. But I did watch, while I was working today, cord and Tish the HBO <laughs> show <laughs> uh, will Farrell and and, uh, and um, Molly Molly Shannon. Shannon there you go and uh, that was that was pretty glorious I'm not gonna lie to you so if you would like to see quote unquote wedding coverage and you've got a spare time or you need something in the background the cord
1: and Tish special that's on HBO go I would I'd recommend that I love it I love it cord and Tish I remember when people thought they were really doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Here's a, here's a
0: third one for you. Here's a third one for you. Just go and read the Amazon comments below the Rose Bowl Parade coverage. That's what just, it was. Just read them. Like, it's glorious. Like, the people that think that that was real was just, uh oh, fantastic. Just
1: missing the... That's like the second or third time Will Ferrell's just trolled people uh, in that way. I remember when uh, they were promoting Talladega Nights and they introduced him at at, uh, Daytona or Indiana. I don't remember which one. I don't remember either. But yeah, they thought he was a real driver. It's good stuff. Um, I don't sleep on it. Uh, So I... I'm just going to be honest with you. I never had any desire to watch Justice League. Uh, you know, it hit, you know, right when that time where my my son was young and it just, it just missed me and I just never, never went back and saw it. Uh, and so I was, you know, I was like, I guess I feel like I, I should watch this. I guess I feel like, you know, it's something that I need to see. Like I do this podcast, you know, I got some nerd cred, so I guess I should watch it i I and do not say that we're we're d c haters I wanted that movie to be good, Lord in heaven, I wanted that movie to be good. it is easily one of the worst films I have ever seen in my entire life like I don't know <laughs> how else to say that like that's hold on that's a little over the top it was so, like it was so bad
0: right like it, it was not worse than Batman versus Superman I
1: I think it might... Uh, it was not worse than Thor The Dark World. It was not worse than Thor The Dark World, okay. <laughs> but I th- let me say, I think my disappointment was greater than any film that I think. And I had low expectations going in. I think that's why it's so disappointing, is that I had low expectations going in, and I was still disappointed by this movie. Like, you have... And again, every, every Marvel fiber in my body rails against this. but you have the better characters like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are better characters. They're better written characters. They, they have more backstory. How is Marvel just absolutely kicking your tail up and down the street? I love Green Lantern. I love Superman. I love that. Ba- like I have such a huge, huge place in my heart for these characters. How do you screw that up so badly? Like I don't even I don't know. I, I'm just at a loss for words. Like what what the heck happened? Like I don't even uh, just I don't even know, right?
0: So it's been half a year since I've seen the movie. So I, let me say that. Uh so and I'm not gonna watch it twice. But no, there's this, don't there's a scene in which uh Cal Drogo uh, Yes. he like like he says like right on man to Cyborg and I like my man or he says something like that to him and I just like and I just threw up my hands, and I went, "Nope, <laughs> nope, I'm out." <laughs> I was like, like "You were the one redeeming quality, Cal Drogo. You were the one redeeming one, and you got to come up with that
1: nonsense." When the best scene in your movie is Jason Momoa sitting on the lasso of truth, yeah, like, what is happening? I don't know. Like, it just, I don't, I, I want it to be good. I, I think. I think Aquaman's gonna be decent because James Wan is directing it, and James Wan doesn't make bad movies. Uh, so and it has Khal Drogo. It does have Caltrogo. <laughs> I just, I just need them to figure it out. Whether they scrap this thing and start over, whether they just do Man of Steel two like they should have done initially, whether they give us a good Aquaman movie, I don't know. But I like, again, I love DC. I absolutely love DC. Growing up. Green Lantern was my favorite. Superman was one of my favorites. The Death of Superman is the first comic book I ever bought. Like DC has such a big chunk of real estate in my heart. Stop making bad movies. Like just stop it. Just hire somebody that knows what they're doing and stop making bad movies. Like I don't know how else to say that. Only make Wonder Woman.
0: Exclusively make Wonder Woman
1: movies. Make the first 80% of Wonder Woman. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. <laughs> that last, just in the last 30 minutes of that movie just fell apart. It was so, so good. And then we got Remus And then Lupin, Lupin showed up. <laughs> CGI Remus Lupin. I love that we both made that same joke. But on that high note, thank you so much for listening to the show this week. Raymond, where can the good folks find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at RM Summerlin. You can find me on Twitter. I am at GH Goodrich. Follow the show on Twitter at Two Woke Nerds. Remember, leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. The more you guys rate and review us, the higher we go in the charts and the more people see us. So bring people into the fold. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, stay woke. Stay woke.